pickaxe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Boom. Welcome back to the Triforce Podcast, everyone. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Ow. Thank you for joining Jeez. us. Thank Kaz- you for Kazam! We're right off the back of a uh, big big talk about pooping last week. Mm, yeah, that we was need to nice. stay clear on that. That's a, it's a it's a rabbit hole we don't need to revisit. No, it's yeah. true, yeah. It's true. It's um what's it called? What's the what, it's a groundhog. It's a little cresting groundhog we don't wanna, you know, look into. It's a it's a hole, a brown hole. <laughs> So we, we don't need to be anywhere near. We don't need to go near it. Did yeah. you guys hear um, that beavers have been reintroduced to the UK? Did you know? Really? This? Yeah. But when, in when were they? When were they uh, banned from the UK? <laughs> yeah. they well, they they it was when the poll tax came in in the eighties. They refused to pay. Right. The poll tax. Right. Um, right. For just, their houses. They eat poles, of course, or, or use them for their dams. So taking yeah, so, advantage of council dams. Exactly. So Margaret Thatcher booted them all out, and then so in twenty fourteen in Devon. Some beavers just fucking rocked up. They just turned up. Nobody knows where they came from. Right. And they were like, we got to get these American beavers out of here. And some conservationist lads were like, uh, these are European beavers, so they're chill. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. And they went and chatted to the farmers, and the farmers were like, you know this is going to cause problems. Because when they when they dam up a river, it leads to like less drainage for the fields nearby, and it, it floods and all the rest of it. But there are also benefits. It, they They... In drought conditions, the water table isn't as badly affected because there's all this water hanging about in the beaver dams, and yeah. they stop flooding from rivers and stuff like that. Like some good, some bad. Um, but yeah. interestingly, the farmer union was like, "We need an exit strategy for these beavers," and everybody else is like, "I don't know. I like the idea of having beavers running around in the country. I'd love to see beavers building a dam in Britain." I like that the uh, the beavers are hanging out on the River Otter. Yes, which is very the River Otter, conveniently named. Well, you say that, but I, I suspect a coming war between the otters and the beavers. The otters will be—it'll be like the Falklands, you know. Benefits of beavers. Um, <laughs> well, let's see, beavers and the landscapes—they generate benefit both people and life and wildlife because they help to reduce downstream flooding. Mm-hmm. The channels, dams, and wetland habitats that beavers create hold back water and release it more slowly after heavy rain. They increase water retention. They clean water. Wow. Yep, yep. They, 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 it gets filtered by their dams. It goes through the topsoil and it's a, they sort of filter about a bunch of impurities out. Beavers in Britain. The Eurasian beaver, castor fiber, is a large herbivore, a mammal that was formerly native to these shores and once played an important part in our landscape from prehistoric times until it was hunted to extinction in the 16th century for its fur, oh, yeah. meat, and scent glands. Oh, my God. What do you do with a beaver scent gland, exactly? Rub it on yourself and women find you irresistible, as long as they live in a river. They're kind of cute, aren't they, beavers? They are. I'm just looking at one right now. They are very, very big rodents, but they look really cute. This one's got a bunch of nipples, it looks like, (laughs) on the bottom. Can you stop talking about beavers and nipples? It's too early. They're big nipples, though. I bet you. I like nipples and I like beavers. You could probably draw a lot of milk from those bad boys like good they Lord. are beaver milk they're they are they're milk. looking good all right wh- which animal would you rather drink the milk of would you rather drink dog milk cat no. milk or no. beaver milk what's it gonna be oh man none none of those milks you gotta I'm, drink uh, one why do i have to drink or one? they're gonna kill you i'd rather die you'd rather <laughs> die yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the old Sips, Sips answer to those. <laughs> just kill me. That's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, the fourth option is the, the punishment option. I'll Come take on, that. though, guys. Think about it. How are you going to get through the rest of your life knowing that you've drunk milk from the teat of a foreign animal that well, no, is, it's gonna, you have you no know, business have drinking from the teat of? You don't have to suckle. All right. I'm not asking you to go up and, and suckle. Oh, okay. The, the, That's the different cow. then. Sorry. Uh, I thought the, the you meant like. I had no, to no. naturally go and draw milk right out of its No, they're going to produce it for breast. you in a glass, chilled it at your request. Right. You just got to neck it 
which is it going to be? For me, it's never going to be cat milk. Well, in it's that case, I don't give a fuck. Just give me the milk and give me the money, and we're done. Yeah, you what know, money? I sent you that gourmet no that gourmet box. There's got to um, be some payoff. Chocolate milkshakes last week. Sips. There was like three three different flavors. Do you remember gourmet chocolate? And milks. I yeah, I sent you that little set, and you you said they were all scrumptious. Well, actually, that was cat milk, <laughs> dog milk, and beaver milk. You've been drinking it the whole time. Oh my god! You didn't even realize. What Jesus. about rat, well, rat milk? Would you drink rat milk? I don't think you'd fucking be able to tell. I don't think these things probably taste particularly nasty. No. You know, I, I don't think that milk is this thing that the they want their babies to drink it and not like, it's not like lemon juice, is yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? All right, here's one for you. Cockroach milk. I mean, is that even a thing? Yes, that is a they thing. Even make that that milk? is a thing, yes. I don't Would want, I don't want anything to do with cockroaches or any byproducts of cockroaches. Me and, and cockroaches are, are separate forever, for eternity. I don't want to be anywhere near them. I don't want them anywhere near me, and I don't want any of their products, and I don't want them to touch any of my products. We're 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 separate. I, there's enough no, they, room on this is, earth for both of us. That sounds absolutely awful, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that really re sounds like the worst thing. Did you, didn't you um, used to do the Would You Rather game at school a lot? Like that was a, I a hated big that. thing. A I, big, still hate, I still hate it's it. It's awful. We yeah. don't have to do that. We're old now. That's I never it. liked that game because it was always such a poisonous m mind trick. It was like forcing you to think about bad things. It's so ridiculous know? too. It's like, I have the worst like the one. The what you rathers are, are both terrible, right? They're <laughs> have, both things that you, have, you never do. Wait, do. Do you want to hear the worst one? This is. I do think, I want to hear the worst one? I think no, Tom I told don't. me this one. It's right. the, it is the worst one. Oh God, really? Yes. Is, it, is this like the aristocrats joke? No, no. It's, just it, like, it's not scatological. It's just. Would you it, rather? Would you rather? Uh, French kiss uh, Hitler or Jeffrey Dahmer? Which 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 one is <laughs> better this for is you way to French worse. kiss? This is way worse. <laughs> right, just that's horrible. It's going to be horrible. I'm bracing myself. No, actually, I'm it? not sure if I if it's. I don't know. I mean, all right, I'll I'll say it, and you can judge for yourselves. All right. Okay. Would you rather you're innocent, but everyone thinks you're a pedophile? Or you fuck a kid and get away with it. Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that is the worst one. That you is have fucking to choose awful. One. Jesus. And when Tom told me that, that was the end of the conversation right there. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I, there's no choice there. I would just say, just kill me. I Right. That How has my the, life that is gotten to the point where I'm even having this yeah, conversation? That's what Sips always goes to. It goes to that third that third option, which is always... There's no third option. There always is. There has to be. There's just never... What do you mean? It's a would you rather. It's one of two things. And I mean, I, I would just choose the... Like Sips said, I think death is the only solution in that situation. But uh, yeah, that was the one he told me that I, we were like, we were doing this in the pub, like doing the would you rathers. And he was like, right, I've got the best one. I this like, does oh. sound like a pub conversation. Of course right it's now. a pub conversation. Not, not, a, not a good pub conversation either. <laughs> you this guys one, are too this chaste is one of the, the ones. This is one of those conversations where they're like, oh, fuck, I just remembered my um, rhinoceros is on fire at home. I got to run home and extinguish him ASAP. Bye. And then you, you you run away, right? Like this is why you guys don't yeah. come to the pub when we go out because you're uh, in, a couple of innocent young boys. This is like ratty prepared. and the nonce all over again. Have you guys seen uh, Afterlife yet? That show, the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah, Afterlife? I saw the first series. What's the second? There's a second series. There's a second season. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hey, people but the psychologist, um, the psychologist starts to slowly break down. You know, the one that's um, seeing the. Um, the brother-in-law and and was seeing uh, Ricky Gervais as well. No, he's uh, the guy from that. Game of Thrones. Remember the um, oh uh, Dennis Pennis, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, so he oh, so right. in season two he starts to slowly break down. Like he's you know questioning whether he wants to be a psychologist anymore and sort of does like a reversal on them. You know, like Ricky Gervais' character leaves altogether. He's just like he has enough. But then the um, the the brother-in-law continues to see him. And he just gets worse and worse and worse. And he starts t telling these two friends, Raddy and the nonce, and, and their sexual exploits off the back of going to the pub and stuff like that. <laughs> what you're describing is, is, sounds a little bit like that without all of the fucking toilet stall blowjobs and fucking <laughs> everything else that they describe. It's really funny, oh though. God. You, you got to check out season two. It's really good, right. actually. Because I, really I, I really, I, I was surprised how good season one, or series one, because it's an English show, so it's series. Yeah. I found yeah, out it's, it's it, worth it's, talking about this, because Ricky Gervais has this sort of aura around him of, I almost don't want to watch stuff that he's in um, on, on principle. In the same way... Why on principle, though? Like, I just thought... Well, I just thought all of his shows would be 
like The Office because I'd never really bothered to watch anything. I just thought, oh, I bet you it's just always the same. It's always awkward. It's always like whatever. And if you're up for that, cool. If not, whatever. Like I never really sought his other stuff out. But now that well, I've I'd watched like to think that, extras yeah. and afterlife and stuff, I've got like a newfound appreciation. I'd, I'd like to think that I was I was fairly open to these things, right? But what happened to me last week because I was reading um I was reading this Alistair Reynolds book which I finished called Revenger and there's a couple of sequels well I think one's still coming out but it's more um it's a, it's a really fun sci-fi book um sort of set in the future where the solar system has kind of gone through these series periods of like being destroyed and the civilization's regrown about 12 times. Yeah. And, Extinction um, events? Yeah, kind of like aliens coming in and like killing everyone. Six, is there about the sixth EE or... Um, or the, yeah, there's lo- right. loads of extinction events have happened. <laughs> and extinction entities Humanity as well? is sort of hung on by a thread. Right, right. And so the, the civilization that's sort of risen up is fairly basic, sort of similar to kind of our current era only they've got these sort of ships and they go out and try and find this sort of ancient technology in these um, hidden like baubles. So it's kind of like a pirate-themed sci-fi in the future. I was about halfway through it when I read, I was reading about something about it online or someone mentioned something and they said it was like a young adult novel and it instantly made me, A, realise that yes, it was in the same way that, you know, in, in the same way that it wasn't, you know, but I mean, the line between young adult and adult novels is kind of a bit blurry anyway, right? Like, um, there's people getting killed left, right, and center. There's people having sex. There's all sorts of stuff going on. You know, it's pretty horrible. A lot of do, it. As do well. you think pretty, some of these torturing uh, people? Some of these young adult novels, the authors are like they want to make it seem slightly edgy so that the young adults reading it uh, feel like they're not reading a young adult novel. They're reading an a- actual novel, novel. So they kind of put some yeah. edgelord stuff in to be like, and then so and so was killed. And it's like, oh wow, this is so dark. Like Twilight was basically yeah. for kids, wasn't it? Harry Potter. Yeah, was it was a young adult. Yeah. yeah, well, it wasn't for kids. What, Harry, I mean, Potter? Harry Potter was definitely it was for kids. Harry Potter was for, for it skewed younger. It's for kids. Late earlier in the episodes, it, was for kids. it wasn't for, for. Well, it depends what you mean by kids. I mean children. But definitely, we've been through this. Uh, <laughs> the size of the typing in the books is um, is uh, conspicuously oh. large. I, like normally, yeah. that happens in kids' books too. <laughs> anyway, as soon as I like, as soon as I sort of heard it was a young adult novel, it kind of instantly changed my feelings about it. And then I had to work a little bit in my head to like say, actually, I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was really fun. I had a really good time reading it. It was kind of like this sort of just a space romp. I mean, I'd recommend it to to you guys, absolutely. But I think that, you know, you may now be put off by the fact that it's kind of this, it skews a little bit younger uh, on, on the read. Um, do, you, do you know what I mean? Because it feels like we automatically want to read adult novels or something or be... You know, I don't know. We're, we're I'm the up. opposite. I don't want to read any novels. Um, <laughs> That's not the opposite. No, That's the third option. Right, right. Okay. Man, I don't know what happened to me with reading. Like, I used to read a lot, and now I'm just so lazy. I'll I tell just you don't what bother. happened. We don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. Like, we definitely said before, when I have to travel, that was that's when I read. <sighs> yeah. Like, if you I'm going away on vacation reading. or something, All I'll you read. need to do is find something that, that is good, and then you'll read all of it. Like, what happened with um, Bloody Red Rising? Right. You know, which is, again, kind of a young adult, actually. It does, fe- yeah, it does feel a bit like that, especially the first book. The second and third book, not quite so much. But the first book yeah, it matures it did a bit, feel definitely. a little, like you said, a little bit young adulty um, in parts. Uh, but I think that was because I associated it with The Hunger Games, because the, the sort of basic premise of the book is that they go to this sort of game area and they have to compete with other groups and everything and and i you know for sure so it, it, it but it isn't i mean it, red or rising is not like, or some of these other things right. or, or, or even i mean i don't want to say the walking dead because that is definitely very you know adult themed but sometimes it feels like if you if you wanted to write a book right but you didn't want to put graphic rape scenes in there right. suddenly your book's a young adult book and i feel like that's the wrong attitude I, to I have i don't think that's you know? the, i don't think that's that's what makes it uh, a young adult book i think it's to do with things like the vocabulary in the book um i think it's generally is the protagonist a a young teenager with a lot to prove and you know it's like if the if the the peers of the main character are also very young you feel like I, as an adult, just think like, well, this book is for kids because it's like they, they talk like kids. They relate to each other like kids. They're, they're kids. And there's not many grown up books that you read. I mean, the, you know, Enid Blyton's uh, famous five books were for 
for kids and the, the the people in it were all kids so it's hard it's hard for me to read a book where the main characters are literally children without thinking well this book is for for that age group whereas i think when you read books as an adult it tends to be about adult adults in adult situations rather than rather than uh, than anything else that makes more sense to me yeah actually that that does that does sound right <laughs> it's I mean, just funny isn't it na name any like books that you've read recently where the main characters were teenagers yeah red rising felt like it was uh kind of like a like a teen a teen novel but it was it was very good at the same time you know yeah but it also moved on from that it's like it started off with their their life as essentially as, as young teenagers young adults trying to to make it in this this uh, crazy universe and trying to find their rank and work with these houses and everything. And then it expanded and they grew up and they matured and the, the books did with them sort of thing. Where's the line though? Like wh where's the where where's the the line like uh like the clear line between sort of teen or young adult fiction and then um full adult fiction? Like Well I I I think actually what ends up happening is that someone writes something or creates something with a tone that they want to have and then it ends up finding its niche in that thing. Much like everything, like Minecraft or Fortnite, you know, were designed with a audience in mind and then they skewed a lot younger based on who was playing them and who got the most joy out of them and who felt you know, it felt more appropriate to so them. So here right. is the boundary between children's young adult and adult fiction. Now, this is my favorite line. I'm not going to read the whole thing from Wikipedia, but I think this is really funny. The distinctions among children's literature, young adult literature, and adult literature have historically been flexible and loosely defined. This line is often policed by adults who feel strongly about the border. <laughs> literally, literally oh my grown God. up saying, that's young adult fiction, that's us, that's us right it's, now. It's literally oh, us, no. this whole conversation in a nutshell. What a, what a withering line on Wikipedia that is. Someone's put that in there because they might have put it in there as a reference to the Triforce podcast, who knows, because of my claiming that Harry Potter is a kid's book, even though this it is, was this is This is a claim that persists on this podcast podcast but is always denied by one member of this podcast <laughs> like an animal snarling and frothing at the mouth every time we bring it up but i think you're right i think it was originally marketed for children i mean there were there were like it was in the news when adults were seen reading it on trains and things because i can remember being on the underground and seeing all these people in suits off to work reading harry potter and it was like wow they're reading a kid's book this thing's really blown up as and, and become hugely successful but uh yeah there's no doubt that it was it was a kid's book there's nothing yeah. wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that well the i don't think she even like originally thought the because the, the first one's quite different to the others as well um you know certainly she had to almost go back on some of the some of the things oh i saw a thing this week where a guy um took the first harry potter movie and replaced CGI replaced all the wands with guns. Nice. Um, and it's fucking amazing because you don't realise how often they use their wands as guns, effectively, to, to blow stuff up or smash things or break glass or yeah. do things that guns would do. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and it's al it almost entirely fits, but there's occasional bits where Hermione's floating a feather with a gun. But, <laughs> but there's this great bit where she just... So she says, I'm sorry about this, Neville. She raises her gun and just shoots him in the head. And it's obviously <laughs> the bit where it's the bit where she freezes him into a, 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 a whatever, freezes his body. But he just sort of falls over like he's been shot in the head. And it's oh, it's glorious. What was his name? Neville? Neville, yeah, Neville. That is a good that is a good British name, isn't it? That is. You don't meet many Americans. We were talking Neville. we were talking about names yesterday because I was making it's not even a joke. It's not even funny. But uh, everyone whenever, knows a Neville when, as well. Whenever right? I, someone it, with a bad name who's had a hard time very for his British, entire though. school I think career be, because of it, you'd be hard pressed to find a Neville in it's, America. It's kind of or, shaped his personality. There's very, very few Nevilles raised to the rank of head boy. You right. know, without Neville Chamberlain was the prime minister, lest we forget. Yeah. But he was the well, shittest prime minister. I have but, in my head a piece of paper that means that Hitler's cocking us. He's cocking us right now. I brought this paper home. Think of some <laughs> names that you think are... Okay, sorry, back to what I was saying. Uh, when I get salty in video games, uh, particularly if I'm playing sort of like midday, like around lunchtime, I blame the French. I always just say, it's got to be French kids that are spoiling my good games here. Competitive games... <laughs> 
Tarkov, whatever. I always figure like, Whoa. oh yeah, this- they're done school for the day and now they're sweating it up killing me with their lightning fast reflexes and and whatever french french children french kids yeah are responsible for you losing at games well i mean i know it's 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 irrational is but that because they're ahead in the time zone ch- my my chat have picked up on this now and every time i die or whatever they're like oh it's probably some drunk french kid killing you or something and and it, it just goes on and on and on. And then people come to the stream, they're like, why is this guy being so racist towards French people? And so I'm not actually, I don't hate French people. Uh, you know, like- just I just hate think, French children. I just hate, <laughs> I just hate their kids uh, for being better at video games than me. No, but so we got into this, into a discussion. It was a nice discussion, actually. We were talking about names that, uh, that fit very well with like a culture or a country or whatever. We started talking about American names. Uh, like Hunter or Chip or Buddy right. or Llewellyn, uh, you know, like like those really American names that you wouldn't find anywhere else, you know, like you Chester. wouldn't. Yeah. And then we were talking about oh, yeah. English names, you know, like Nigel and Neville um, and like Bartholomew <laughs> and Barnabas. Yeah, Cuthbert. <laughs> Cuthbert. Clive. Clive. Yeah, yeah Clive. these, are, these Clive. are names that you really wouldn't find much outside of of Britain, so, and it's just it's just interesting, isn't it? As global as we're becoming, there's still very, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. like in India, they, there's definitely names, Indian names that you wouldn't get really outside of India, unless uh, the person like left India, moved somewhere well, yeah, else, yeah, but and that, kept that's name. different. Sort of thing. I'd say that's I mean, that's different. a very striking culture. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it, it is. And also, they have a different language, so their names will be yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you may as well say in China, you're never going to get a Clive, are you? But it's like, well, yeah. Well, funnily I mean, enough, not. though, we did a lot of work uh, when I used to work at the bank. <laughs> funnily enough, there's, there's actually 10 million Clives <laughs> in China. You don't remember it's weird, isn't it? It's actually really popular. No, well, uh, what like, they do yeah. is, um, when I used to work at HSBC, it's we... It's named after one of the emperors, Emperor Clive. You know what, it's cool. I didn't want to talk anyway. Clive Dynasty. Fine. I've got one of the vases. Clive, Sorry, it's an original Clive me. vase made by uh, Nigel and Clive, the famous Chinese uh, urn makers. Oh, by Sorry, the way, sorry, by the way um, I remember uh, when I was at a, I was in a, a, a TI one time and um, I hang out with uh, a, a wide range of people from all over the world. That's pretty much what it is. Um, but I remember my friend uh, Ken, um, who's Chinese, Chinese American, uh, but he was he was brought up in China, and he's always pointing out to me that like the the subtle racist things that you see, especially in older films about Chinese people and Chinese culture. Um, and one of the funny things that I he, the, he he and and another friend of mine who's Korean always references the gong, the sort of bong. And the moment you hear that noise, it, it's meant <laughs> oh, to oh represent God, you're China, right. right? So I was watching that's, that's in everything as well, everything. even today. So I was watching a James Bond movie the other day, The Man with the Golden Gun, and every time that there was a Chinese person on screen, it was like gong, just every time. Oh my it's, God. It's something that as a white English person, I had never even noticed this. I just thought it was like a movie trope. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you're right. Having a fucking gong sound every time your people come on It's screen. not even that old, that movie, like 20 years ago. It, it's what, like The Man with the Golden gold- Gun? Oh, I'm thinking of GoldenEye. Sorry, I'm thinking of GoldenEye. That was made in the oh, 90s. Well, okay. Man with the Golden Gun was made in the 70s, I think. Late 70s, very early 80s. I would say 79. Let's look it up. Man with the Sorry, Golden Sips, Gun. 1974. Were... How about Bond that? names and villains are, are great, aren't they? Because they're just so, they're, they're not like at all exciting. Eh? It's just like something stupid like the man with gardening gloves or, you know. <laughs> It's just like, all right. Well, he, his, his, but, uh, but that was part of all the spy lingo yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He was Scaramanga. That was the name of the bad guy. The, in, in Gold, Man with the Golden Gun, Scaramanga. And then you had Blofeld, which you know just made me think of Blowjob. Now the, that would have been a better bad guy, I think. What about Oddjob? Oddjob, you're thinking Oddjob. of. Oddjob yeah. and Blofeld combined together to form Blowjob. Man, and, I remember uh, Oddjob being so fucking OP in Goldeneye, like he because he was short and it was harder yeah, to yeah. aim and headshot him. Like that was the power play. Yeah, if anyone picked Oddjob, anyway, you were fucked. What were you saying about names, Sips, Neville, and Clive? Oh, oh, about uh, about China and names. When when I was working at HSBC, we had uh, a lot of our stuff was uh, was lo- was physically located in Hong Kong and therefore was supported by. 
uh, a team in Hong Kong, a really big uh, team in Hong Kong. Well, it's Hong Kong, Shanghai yeah. Building Corp. So in the middle of the night, sometimes at like four in the morning or whatever, you'd get a call from Hong Kong to say that like, you know, a batch job had failed or something went wrong, whatever. We've lost a load of money. You'd off- <laughs> We can't find it. Well, <laughs> so- no, but you just, you, th- these are things that you had to deal with you. So I'd have to wake up and I'd have to There's look- too many people called Clive. I- They're all called- Clive Wang. Well, they they got, were, a, they they got a Clive Stack Overflow. That's the, the point I'm getting at is they gave themselves Christian names um, because for some reason they decided that this would make it easier for us to us who were not in China to deal with them. You know, so they had names like Wendy and Clive and and George and stuff like that. But they they weren't their real names. They would just adopt these. I mean, they still do that in call centers. In Someone Christian will call names. up with a very yeah. strong. Well, it's pretty unusual to, to 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 open a bank account with a false name, though, right? It's I, 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 it is odd, though. I don't know why they should have to do that. Like I, because it, we're idiots. That's well, yeah, I know. It. It's just I, I I was always I was always perplexed by the whole thing. I was just thought. I'm 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 more than happy to call somebody by their actual name. They don't need to like, yeah, but a lot of people dress it up so. or whatever. It's just it was just such a weird thing. But I remember going through like code that, that I'd have to debug, like old source code where people, you know, the person who would write the code in the first place. There was always a space at the top for you to put your name, what project you're working on, some sort of reference or whatever. And it was the same there too. And this goes back to, this went back like to the seventies when a lot of this stuff was written because it's on like an old mainframe. And there'd be just like guys called like, you know, Wendy Liu and like Johnny Wang and stuff like that. Like they would, they would use yeah, well, I did, these I Christian did read names. Somewhere like, that, that there are very common names. I mean, I joked about Wang, but I think Wang Wei is like one of the most common names yeah, yeah. in the world. Yeah. It's but like, it's, it, it, you know, like it, you, sometimes they would put like in, in brackets their, their full actual name, but they would still use these sort of like, Christian prefixes or whatever. Well, if you've got like 300,000 people banking with you with the same name, how do you keep track of that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Do you want to hear the list of names... English names that are that are you you will not find a, a kid named these these days. Now this is funny because some of these we know people with these names. I know people with these names. Tarquin. But I have no Angela. Angela. Do you know any kid any babies called Angela? Oh, you mean these are names that have gone out of fashion, sort of. Yes, thing. Bertram. We had these this discussion yesterday as well because now a lot of a lot of new babies are being called like city names or like right. They're being called not like Beverly, Khal- Khaleesi not and Cecil, stuff like that. Not Carol, not Clarence. Clive is on this list. Yeah. Cyril, Deborah, Diane, Donna, Dean. Cyril, now Doris, that's an English name. Holy Dean, crap. yeah. Dennis, Derek, Duncan, apparently out of fashion. Poor Duncan. Yeah. Elaine, Ernest, Jeffrey, Horace. Now, Joanne, my sister's name <laughs> is Joanna. You don't meet many Joannas. Leonard, Maureen, Malcolm, Nigel, Neville. See, these are what we were right. Paula. Roy, Sally, Sandra, Sharon, Sheila, Tracy, Wendy, Yvonne, and Wayne. Wayne. Now it's true you don't yeah. meet many kids with those names now. No. It's weird. But 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 Wayne Rooney is only in his thirties, but you don't meet Wayne's these days. That's weird, true. You'd yeah. Think people. I mean, you think people would name 
babies after people who are fairly famous. You know, you think like Angela from The Office, there should be some Angelas, you know. <laughs> I mean, she, she wasn't exactly a character you want to name a kid. Wayne Rooney's an England footballer. I'm just surprised there's no, the people, obviously people are just not that into him or they think he's a bit ugly or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Maybe Cal- they don't Khaleesi want their... was a big one, right? Dexter a lot of people... was a big one too. I remember when, when our kids were smaller and my wife was going to play groups there was always a handful of dexters you know crazy i think it's i think there's a lot to be said for like shows popular media and stuff to influence like names i mean there must be too. a bunch of adele's right and I'm singers sure, and yeah. stuff like that because of uh, the singers lady and, gaga's and fucking yeah a lot of gaga's yeah a lot of gaga's this yeah. is gaga so, stevenson so interestingly i had an email this week from a, a guy called robin um, who is having a baby in October. Shout out to Robin. Um, he's Robin and a baby. And he said, uh, I thought it would only be fitting to get him some sort of Yogscast merch as we'll be naming him Lewis. Wow. Good uh, I, I, my heart was like, oh my God, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'm ready for this. But fortunately, in a, the next you're sentence... You're doing like a Michael from The Office and you, you, you assume that you're going to be the godfather and stuff as well. <laughs> in, the next, in the next sentence, he said, the name is in reference to my wife's grandfather, Lewis. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, but I, I mean, that's the thing. Some people, there might be a, a baby Sips out there. Someone might want to call their kid Sips. Well, God, um, good luck to them. Because I mean, I don't, that's not a good setup for your future, is it? Like, if that's your name. I mean, it's uh, an anagram P-flax. for piss, so it's you're not. I mean, would you a, a would you be, just think about being a kid called P- P-flax or Pyrian, you know. What would, how would they get bullied in school if they were called Pyrian Flax. Well, because people would say, what's that name about? Yeah. And they would have to say, well, my dad really liked this bald idiot. You'd be like, well, great. Lucky, lucky Pyrian you. Flax. Dirty, dirty slacks. Fucking bald idiot um, lover. Stupid. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got, I, I guess like when you, uh, what when you name your kid, you, it's such a such a minefield, right? It because is. you 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 don't want to be constantly reminded of you're paranoid that you don't want to be constantly reminded of something or something bad. You can't, you know. There's a lot of names that are just out because you know someone called that, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's what happens with baby names. It's like first of all, I can't name it after a lot of already already names out there because they they're already taken. I don't want you know Ian. It's like, oh, it's like Ian McKellen. It's a bit weird. I don't want to, oh, babies are named after Gandalf. You know, and then like Patrick, oh, Patrick Stewart. Suddenly there's like, oh, you just name any name and it would conjure up images in your mind. And you mm. have to find one that's neutral for both of you, I guess. Okay, look, I, right? I've got a couple of good ones here for you. Um, some ideas. What what gender of baby are you thinking of having, Lewis? Oh, um, um, I'm thinking of, well, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd like to have a neutral name. So then if I have a boy or a girl... You know, just answer the fucking question. Just pick one. Flip just, a coin just, if you I have want to. a gender neutral name. So when they grow up, they can choose their gender and they still keep the same name. Okay. What about Booker? That sounds great. Like, bu- like Booker T and the MGs. No, you could definitely have a girl called Booker as well. Like that sounds like a young adult, the young adult star. Book, in a what book. about Buckley? Cleveland? Buckley? Uh, uh, obsession. Buckley. That's a name for a sacrifice. What about us? What, what about the name? Sacrifice. These are all wow. These are all on. Well, a- okay, C- Cleveland doesn't work because of the the euphemism right. of the, the the sex act, which no one has, I don't think, ever done. But it's very famous. You don't see many Chevys around, do you? No, you don't see many Chevys. No, or Dwight's. You don't see many Dwight's around. Yeah. Dwight's not a cool name. It's like Dwayne. Cromwell, it's like a bit, Creighton, Crawford, a bit Cortland, Copper, Co- Cooper. Cortland. Yeah, these are all Bert. Buster, you don't see Urch. you don't see many Burts no. or Busters around anymore, do you? This is Gru. Yeah, yeah. this is Gru. Actually, I think you could have Dwight and 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 Dwayne in like in the Black community. What about I think Gordon? Like that would be okay. Haddon. It Hadley. seems like certain names definitely yes. feel like there's like certain groups that would they would fit fine. Gordon, actually, I, I Gordon's like I reckon some of these could come back round. I like some Gordon. of these are really old. Henley's an old one, isn't it? Kenton Henley. That sounds like a very that sounds like the 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 royal baby Lawson. You don't you don't meet many Kens. <laughs> Legolas. That's Legolas. More, that's more of a, <laughs> a, a that's probably a more recent one, right? Well, 
semi-recent. What would, what would you call him for short? Lego. 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 Leggy. Yeah. Lass. Lassie. What about Mace? I don't think, I don't what about calling your kid Mace? Mace. Madison. Mace. Maitland. Madison is another one, right? That's a Madison is like a like an American girl's name. Madison. Yeah, you hear a lot. Like, I, know, yeah. I, know, I know quite a few Madisons, and it just goes to Maddie, which right. is you know not uncommon. Newman. Yeah. Nelson. Newman. Parker. Newman. Packard. <laughs> oh my God. Rally and Parker are, are definitely dogs now. You don't see many um, Ralphs or Ramses around anymore either, do you? Ramses. Yeah. These are all these are all I was I was at school with a kid names. called Ramsey. Yeah. He was Egyptian. Like that was his his uh, his parents were Egyptian. He moved over. His name was Ramsey. He was a good lad. Maybe people end up picking the same names because they're safe and other people have picked them and it's just going to blend in and with be 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 you know, people want someone relatable. You know, you want a prime minister called Chris or or David, Dave. you know, you want someone who sounds Gary. like they've got a kind of and yet we have a Boris. Name. So that's there goes incidentally that changing the topic. I had a Boris burger yesterday, right. which I'm calling it that. I don't know if is that where they give you that. half the money off. Yeah, so I went, um, I went uh, out with Ben for lunch. I was like, "Do you want to go out for lunch?" And I was like, I, "I hear they have half price food." And he was like, "Sure." So we went out um, to this burger place nearby, and um, so we get there and there's not very many people out in there, but there's a few people outside. And so I looked sort of over people's shoulders, sort of keeping my distance. You know, everyone's all very paranoid. And uh, there's a QR code at the door and it says you have to scan the QR code to get in the queue. So I was like, okay. So I scanned the QR code and I had to type in a load of, of all my details. This is for the track and trace thing. So they can contact me if anyone at the restaurant had yeah. uh, Corona. Yeah. So then I got in a queue with Ben and we were there for about five minutes and they called out the name like a doctor's surgery. Ben, ben and Lewis. I was like, oh, geez. So we went in and um, they put us in a booth which had little plastic. Um, it's, they've stuck like plastic sheets to the, to the um, backs of the booths. Right. So they're more isolated for hmm. some reason. And then the waitress honestly stood st two meters away from us as if we both had Corona. Yeah. She was so scared of us and she looked miserable. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she looked wait, like she did not want to be there at all. Even that's without Corona, would you want to do that job? I mean, that sucks. No, I probably wouldn't. But she was not, she was not, and she just said, uh, menus on that QR code. I was like, she, she pointed to this QR code seller tape to the table. So scan that QR code, had to order, so looked at the menu on my phone, had to order digitally, which I'm all fine with, and, and pay digitally as well, by the way, at the end. So it was entirely, like, completely no touching at all. Um, you... Brought a burger really nice, just sort of very gingerly pu pushed it over to the table to keep distance. It was very carefully done. They could serve the and... food with those big flat things they used to get pizzas out of pizza ovens. Oh, yeah, that's sort of a good idea. shuffle your plate at you, like, yeah. um, And so it was all very careful, very, very... Very, very futuristic. It felt. I mean, actually. if they don't do this, then the government's going to shut them down again. Like all these places, they, they, I think there is a collective trying. understanding. So I've got yeah. like I've got like apps for gourmet burger kitchen because you get occasional vouchers, and I've got apps for fucking everything. It feels like already, and it feels like they've been trying to. Every restaurant has been trying to make me pay digitally or sign up digitally to their fucking newsletter or something. Anyway, yeah. right? So now it's just. Finally, all of that infrastructure is actually slightly useful. What do you guys um, think about this whole, um, you know, push to to get people to use money digitally, like you know, cards, like contactless? I mean, I will actually say I like kind of didn't hate it because there was no calling the waiter over or waiting for them to bring us a menu or waiting for like waiting for them to come and take our order. You could just do it all online, and it was it felt like it was just I don't know. I, I kind of liked it actually. Yeah, I will say. <sighs> I didn't have to really interact with the with the with the servers, and they didn't have to interact with me. You know, I'm a no one wants to interact with me. Well, I mean, <laughs> saves. I don't know. I think I think phasing trouble. out cash is uh, is not is not a great thing. I, I think it'll be a shame. Why it's finally phased out? I don't know because there's I, there, there's there's like a lot of little things about paying with cash, right? Like um, that like privacy is one of them. You you're paying with a card, like people. Somebody somewhere knows where you've been, what you've bought, what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like at least with cash, you can I, you can I, remain I think a there bit is, you're private. Right. You know, there is something about cash, right? In the same way that playing a board game on tabletop sim and rolling the dice digitally feels incredibly unsatisfying, yeah. whereas playing poker in real life and actually having the cards and moving the chips around and rolling the dice or doing. Like you know, you know, it's such a big difference. It's poker online versus 
you know, in person. And I think having cash and paying for stuff in cash with certainly with coins, you know, or with with notes is a lot more. I don't know. It feels different. Yeah, um, there, there's like, definitely you know, some interaction that takes place that I we need we need to have some interaction with other people, and I think exchanging money for goods, even though it's not as quick as using a card or whatever, makes you interact with somebody a bit longer. Even even if it's not even a meaningful interaction or whatever, it's still something, right? It's, mm. it's still, yeah, it's like, it's if I'm you're not touching them physically, that. you're touching them with the disease vector of a piece of paper or piece of metal. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's way easier. I mean, if, you, if you're a business, here's the thing, there are some businesses where they can't afford to have the fees that are charged for for cards and things like that. If we can move past having those stupid fees, also how you, is it not easier well, to have beep now you've got money rather than what you have to do is go to the bank with all this cash. You're not um, which is a pain in the ass. The banks aren't like <laughs> I mean they they're a fairly sure thing, but in in a pinch without cash you have no way of having money or owning money that's like out of the banking system, right? Like you. What do you think cash is? If there's a massive financial crisis, your cash is worth fuck all. Like you may as well say, let's trade with blocks of gold. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're skeptical about whether banks are going to survive, you've also have to be skeptical about whether cash is worth keeping. I I know, but at least you have that, and if you needed it or if it was worth something, you had the option. Whereas everything being digital, you're completely just saying. I'm just going to give everything to this company that uh, is just going to do whatever it likes, as they've proven uh, time and time again in the past, like uh, with all their dealings and stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's a lot to... You're completely right. I think it's a no, lot to he's lump not, in. He's not. Here's the thing. The money that you have in a bank account is also stored digitally. So there's no difference unless you're that's saying well, that's you what I'm saying. want to have if you had, all the money that you own in a pile. I'm not saying all the money. Cash. I'm saying what if you had like 500 quid? stored in a shoebox under your bed just in case sort of thing you can't do that right if like we can completely eliminate no 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 cash. what you want in that shoebox is a bottle of whiskey yeah. two guns yeah. uh some ammo you need bottle caps some cigarettes i don't know man. it's I, like I, you gotta think about prison I, i'm prison not saying money, i i'm right? not prison saying money. i'm right i'm sure that you can you can discount everything i'm saying with some fact or whatever i'm just saying it feels bad that eventually no we will it not totally have does cash. like well, there's a thing, isn't there? Like um, when you go into banks now, they it's been there for a couple of years. Well, maybe even since the original financial crisis, it's it says that the bank will insure your deposits up to the government will insure your deposits up to thirty five. Yeah, exactly. Or so like, if if you don't have if you have more than thirty five thousand pounds in the bank, which most yeah, people well, don't. look at when uh, um, look at all the Northern Rock stuff when that was when that happened. People lost a ton of money. Like there was. People that had money um, above the amount that they would uh, guarantee back for you, that would it just disappeared like overnight. You know, like life yeah. savings and stuff. Well, I think that it's. I think that one bank going bad it, it, because it's been mismanaged or some sort of fraud or something that does happen. Like there was this fraud with Wirecard, wasn't there? Relatively yeah. recently, who were this payment processor who said they had a lot more money than they had, but people didn't bank with them. Um, I think one bank going bad can be obviously a big problem. And I think, you know, that's why the government would step in. But I think that in the case of some sort of financial meltdown, more of a risk of massive inflation or massive deflation, yeah. some, sort of, some sort of big financial problem. Yeah, I think, I think it is scary that your money money could be at risk. And I, I don't know what the answer it's a, is. I think it's £85,000. I think it's £85,000. I think it's less than that, actually. Well, according to this, uh, the financial services it's, compensation it's changing, scheme, yeah. the government would top up any compensation over and above the standard £85,000. Right. It was, the bank was nationalised. It was nationalised. That was yeah, the whole point. I don't point. really know what that means. It means or... that the government stepped in and guaranteed all the money on the... On the assumption that they would then be able to resell the bank and get the debt repaid. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, which they. Did. I'm not really familiar with. I'm any not of super that familiar with it happened. either. But I think but, but um, it feels. It, and that, I think maybe that's why it's scary because we're ignorant and we don't. And the fear of the unknown. We don't know if the financial world feels like this incredibly complicated, cryptic, mysterious, like scary thing that could you know go boom at any time and all our money in the banks is all you know. It's like even like Mary Poppins, there's been a run on the bank kind yeah. of, oh, the bank's not got enough deposits, quick. I don't mind the bank, you know. but at the same time, you know, well, like a, a lot of these banks are 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 just 
companies just doing, you know, like they're regulated and stuff, sure, but uh, ultimately, you know, they're they're just as they're just as likely to screw up or 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 fail as anything else, right? And when you think like how much you depend on storing money in there and maybe not all of it is even covered, it's it's sometimes it's a little bit worrying, isn't it? You know, like to think- I, I think that what we what we what's interesting though is how we've reacted to to the virus and how we've adapted and how we've made put into practice sort of these processes that allow us to carry on through it. Yeah, and obviously, but to, again, to varying again though, effect. another worrying aspect of that, like the coronavirus, is a good example. When you think of like the uh, distribution, the logistics of uh, goods and stuff, I mean, you're you're. You know, like like Amazon, Walmart, all of these big companies that were able to dispatch things to you that you ordered from your house, sort of thing, were a, like a lifeline for a lot of people, right? Like, there you wouldn't have been able to get around it. But you know, these are these are private companies that could just do whatever the fuck they want. You know, like it's not it's not like the government had much to do with that or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like so. So what happens if well there, there there is there is banking regulation the problem is that sometimes it depending on who's in power it ebbs and flows in terms of how restrictive it is and the the problem with 2008 was that they lessened the capital reserves that banks had to have they allowed them to trade things that they previously weren't allowed to trade and that was one of the things that exacerbated the the 2008 crash was lack of government oversight and la- because essentially you're 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 right that these are just companies trying to make money banks are not some kind of institution that owes you anything no, but they just provide a service in exchange for which they want to make a shitload of money and they do the banks make an awful lot of money but it is a thing but there are regulations it's not some unregulated cowboy minefield or it shouldn't be the problem is that sometimes those regulations are relaxed in a, in an effort by some government 10 years previously to say, hey, let's relax things because then it'll lead to more money and good times. Yeah. And it does in the short term, but eventually it always blows up. It's 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 one of those things that I think the common perception is that they are these, you know, like, uh, like if you never thought about a bank and you just, your wages went in there and you drew money out when you needed it or whatever, you would just, you would just assume that it's really safe. Uh, everything's covered. Nothing could ever go wrong or whatever. I feel like if more people just thought about some of this stuff a bit more, they would have a different take on things. Things wouldn't be done so uh, fluidly and easily, like by banks and by governments and stuff, right? Like I think, I, th- I think a lot of people just don't think about a lot of things, and so a lot of a lot of things just sort of like slip through the cracks, right? Because I think I think it's I think it, I think you've got a, it's got a, well the thing is problem the problem is as soon as you start thinking about something you realize how little you know and then it scares you um, and you really have to be do beyond that you have to start educating yourself yeah. but it's so hard and so obfuscated and so confusing the whole world and how and how all of it works and and it's 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 this mind-boggling mess that you don't understand you know and and so it can be very threatening i think that when it comes down to it at the very end though um a lot of people are in the same boat you know a lot of people have you know a, a job where they kind of just about get through the day they put a little bit away in savings you know they look to put they're at some sure. stage of paying off their mortgage yeah. um most people are in a very similar boat and if everything were to start collapsing as we've seen with coronavirus people not being able to you know losing their jobs or not being able to pay their rent you know that suddenly can lead to this slippery slope of 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 problems you know if people can't pay their rent then the landlords can't pay their mortgage then the banks don't will have to they'll start defaulting to the banks who have to repossess their houses and it leads to this slippery slope of problems and i think when you that's destabilizing and and that that is what causes this breakdown and so that's why we've seen i think the stimulus package in in America and things like this, in order to try and you know fend off those yeah. d- those temporary um, issues, yeah. you know, and I think I think they're important, and I think that we it, it, we don't we can't we don't know what's going to happen in the future w- with with businesses going wrong, and, and we are in a capitalist society of boom and bust, and there is boom and there is bust, and we are going to have this downturn, yeah. and we don't know what the impact of it will no. be, and I think everyone has a different idea. The sandwich shop around the corner has shut down. Um, well, you know, obviously fuck. people aren't coming into whoa, the whoa, office Whoa, 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 the, the sandwich shop up towards sandwich, the, the main sandwich, road. Sandwich, sandwich is closed down. Yeah, it's closed down. Well, permanently? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the first casualty well, just voice. Think, just think of how you feel if that was your fucking bank that just decided to shut down. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you you sound like you you that, that's a big blow to you. It's a fucking sandwich shop. Imagine how right, you'd dude, feel if it was something the, important. Do you know what it takes for a bank to go bust? Do you know how rare it is? They get bailouts from the government because the government understands that if the banks all go bust, all of this goes bust. Mm. Everything. There's so few banks that have ever gone belly up. They're yeah. big names because of it. Bear Stearns, right? Mm -hmm. Northern Rock. These are we all know these names because it's super rare. Mm. Because first of all, they're very good at not going bust, apparently, and the government is very good at bailing them out. So the, the idea that the banks are all going to fucking go bust, they'd be the last thing to go bust. Well, it, it's I your mean, sandwich shops. It's your, it's, your, it's your just chips. It's those places that are going to go under. It's they those can't... weird places on the high street that only sell hats. And right. you're like, how are you still in business anyway? Well, now they're not. Because there's, I mean, a shop opened just when coronavirus was starting. A shop open near us that's a pottery I cafe. I feel so sorry for certain cafe, shops like that. Which is a sketchy business anyway, because how often well, do you Well, because I talked pottery? about it. I went, we went and filmed a thing in a pottery cafe, didn't we? And it was great. We had a great time. But it was very social. And I think they need a really a decent throughput of people. I think that's why Sandwich Sandwich closed, because they made most of their money in that lunch rush. Yeah. And that lunch rush doesn't exist anymore. Right. And they're certainly not allowed to have a rush, you know, anywhere. Because everyone has to be QR coded right. in through the door one by one. I wonder if they offer takeaway or like uh, delivery. The problem is it's not easy to get the, the system in place to start delivering food. And if people aren't going into work anyway, they're going to be ordering less food. Last week we were talking about this and I was saying that a lot of these businesses, if we change the way we work and the way we commute and travel and congregate for in offices and things, if we change that, that a lot of businesses would have to adapt. And someone pointed out that they're a bartender in a bar and they rely on people after work coming into the bar or someone else runs a live music venue and they rely on weekends when people come in for live music and spend money in the bar. And if that goes, how does that get replaced? And well, I think that's the, that's the beautiful thing about the economy is that the it provides opportunity for people who build a new, interesting, sustainable, good business to fit the needs of what people want. Sure, it'll get out with the old. That's a shame. But, you know, it's, it is adapt or die. That's how humanity and natural selection has functioned for billions of years. Oh, well, millions of years. Um, it's certainly long, this yeah. amazing, you know, we live in a free market economy and people are still going to want to buy food and go out and do things and socialise and find things. But and, do, and do you the next think thing that, will rise up. that this kind of thing will lead less to small businesses being able to succeed in those areas and it'll just be big businesses? Like, no, I, I if think, you look I, I at mean, Amazon, for example, delivering stuff, yeah, uh, they're delivering a shitload of stuff. They right? are, like, yeah. They've pretty much, everybody's just using Amazon. Like, if you want to buy something, you get on Amazon. Like, there's no rival to that. And when it comes to getting food delivered, there are, at the moment, a bunch of different places offering uh, food delivery. Like, there's Deliveroo, there's Just Eat, there's Uber Eats. Like, there, I'm sure there's more. Um, I feel like Amazon is, though, at the point where it's the infrastructure, though, it's the roads, right? It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's like Amazon, comparing Amazon to other delivery companies, like complain, comparing trains or roads, you know, you're going to use the roads, you're going to use Amazon, but Amazon has a million different suppliers, yeah. right. you know, and all those businesses use Amazon to get stuff to you. Amazon aren't mass manufacturing right, the right, different, right. different things that they sell. And so in the same way as Deliveroo or Just Eat, you know, there's a, a couple of food services, but it's those little restaurants that are doing it. You know, the falafel place and the, 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 the and there's constantly new ones opening up and they're constantly providing new ideas for people. And I think that, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you're good and you provide a good service, then. So here's my question. Use it. Is that if we move to a delivery only system, is that going to change where people buy the food from? Because if you're in a new place. You're not going to have all those reviews. You're not going to be top of the search results on Deliveroo or whatever. If you're a new restaurant offering takeaway, how do you get that word of mouth out there to people that it's good? Because if you have I, I, people, when they go out for lunch or they go out for dinner, often they'll just wander around and go into somewhere they, they like the look of. And they'll be like, oh, we tried that new noodle place down on so-and-so street. It's really good. Yeah. And then that word of mouth gets out there. So if you take that out of the equation and people no longer wander around, how do those small businesses get their names out there to become? Oh, it's bizarre though, PFLAX. It's almost like that whole thing with the orchestra. So when they were trialing, I've probably talked about this on Triforce, but I read this whole thing about how when they recruited new violin players for the orchestra, um, they would pr almost always choose men and 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 when they saw them, but then when they started um, trialing them behind a screen and listening to them, they it would totally be it would become much more um, like 
fair and they'd end up choosing an equal amount of men and women or or whatever. They were just a lot, they were biased by what they saw. And I think it's the same thing with restaurants. Like if you're ordering stuff off Deliveroo, all you need to have is like a nice frontispiece on the, on a nice menu. Right. And people will, and people will judge you on how good the food is. Sometimes, you know, the best food is from this really dingy, dirty looking place down a back alley that you would never want to go <laughs> right, to right. normally. But once you actually, but the mum and pop, pop food kind of things that they cook there is, is really nice. I'm sure it can go the other way too. And you could be tricked into having a nice frontispiece on Deliveroo and it's just horrible. But I think even um, on, on um, places like Deliveroo and stuff, I think like the, the, the sort of approach to food is that people are willing to try different stuff right like uh, i hope so like if yeah. you're on if you're on like a like a delivery app and you can see menus and stuff which most of them allow you to um you you might be like ah oh, you know what i had like this yesterday or i had that last week or whatever i want to try something different like I, like i think there's probably like um uh, a bit more of like um People like a, like a will to try out different things. People going like out that. of their comfort. So it works the same sure. way as in person. Also, I right? guess you you do see the reviews, right? Like you see the reviews online. Like uh, yeah. food was really good, bit cold or whatever. You yeah. know, and you, you sort of uh, you can pick and choose from those comments. My favorite are the comments that are really really angry, and then there's a response and a response to that response, and there's a whole thread you can follow where the owner and this customer are going back and forth at each I other. I love finding those things. Yeah, there's yeah. a subreddit where they collect them all, where someone comes in and says, the business did this, that, and the other, and the business is like, don't lie, you know, we remember you, and it's like this whole story comes out, and I was like, wow. <laughs> so these little dramas are just recorded well, you, for you're, all time. I mean, that's the thing, though, that a bad review can change people's minds. Like, I, I, I and we talked about this We're before as well, chips, you know, I'll yeah. look at a game on look, Steam, look like, Lewis did I'll scroll down chips. and there's all these good reviews. Yeah, don't and you? Then I, I just always look, sort by negative. I want to see what the I look the for the bad like ones, it, so, yeah. and then I look for something to put me off. And it's like it's such a bad <laughs> yeah. way to, <laughs> to do, do it. But that's thing. just how psychology works, right? Like I, I want to. I don't want to hear from the people who say this is fantastic because I want to see the people that complaining. If their complaint sounds like bullshit, I'm like, okay, it's probably all right, and this person's just a twat. But if I read their uh, argument, I'm like, oh, that makes sense actually then I, I will agree with it. Like, I feel like a good negative review is so powerful in switching me off from a business. Whereas one that just goes, it sucks. I was like, well, I don't care. Like, I, that, I'm going to ignore that one. Just like I'm going to ignore the ones that say, fantastic, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, smiley Sometimes face. a bad negative review is the, what I want, though, in a sense. Like, I always want every review to be a negative review saying, here's what's wrong with this game. <laughs> uh, if you like XCOM, then you'll probably, right. you could probably overlook it. Do you know what I mean? Like, i tell you what I did this week. I played a game called Other Side, which was billed to me as the... Um, XCOM Tactics Game of the Year. Right. Okay. Wow. And it's who by it's who? Really, um, who? It's called Other Side. No, like, who like built this as the or, as the XCOM Tactics Game of the Year? I think it was PC Gamer or someone like right, that. Okay, right. Okay. Um, so it was like a, someone decent yeah. who's actually still in business, just about maybe. Um, and it had like nine out of ten IGN, eight out of eight and a half out of ten PlayStation Universe or whatever. So I was like, okay. And also, I remember meeting the dev at. Um, GDC or somewhere last year and I played a little demo of it and I quite liked it and so the idea is is that you have these kind of really hot sexy women fighting ghosts and zombies and like really creepy it's all black and white and red and it's, it's all just the whole thing is black and white and red really thematically really a cool art style and you have these and it's quite high level tactics too um so I played the first mission. I quite enjoyed that's, it. That's other mission. side with a C in place of other an S, side by the with way. a C. So, yes. Yeah, like suicide. Yeah, um, right. Or homicide. Or fratricide. My favorite. Yes, my, my favorite. Uh, and so, 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 what, I'll tell you a little story. So, I was on the second level, and I had uh, there was a, a, a enemy spawned, and he had one thousand one hundred seventy-four health, and I was like, okay. And my attack did. 863 damage, right? Right. But he had 64 armor. So I had to minus... So I got a calculator out. I was like, okay, 843 minus 64 equals 776. So I then minus that off his health, which was 1,100 however much, and I ended up with like 450-something. So I was like, okay, cool. So I And then I looked at my other unit, and he did uh, 480 damage. So I was like, oh, cool. So what I can do is I can do both of these attacks... Then they'll leave him on, um, and I did the minuses, and I was like, okay, look, I'll leave him on minus 26 health, so that'll definitely kill him. So I was like, okay, so let's do it. So I did it, and then I realized I'd forgotten to Adjust for take armor into for the second the, attack. Exactly, I'd forgotten to take into account that. But also, I'd forgotten to take into account that he had a 
buff on him that was 5% damage reduction, but I had a buff that was 10% damage increase. Oof. So I was like, oh, so so suddenly the, all, I was playing this game with a fucking calculator for a start, which is a bit of a problem. And the second thing, I was having to constantly do all these stupid maths. And I just, I just, I got it wrong. I made a mistake. It didn't let me reload. So I all fooled. And I haven't played it since. Goodness. But um, I, 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 what, why? 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 Lads, Why? Oh, can I just say, uh, I, I didn't want to get back to the poop talk that we did last week, but I really, really need a poop. Oh, shit. Wow, yeah. Okay, it's well, about that time, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, sorry. So is there any sorry, chance that we could uh, wrap it up this week? Apologies, listeners. Yes. I just wanted to tell you that story. No, that's cool. That I wanted to we wait We got to wrap it up so that Flax can wrap one around the inside of the bowl, if you, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's the most unpleasant thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's gross, uh, isn't and it? And on Sorry. that bombshell, right. we bid you <laughs> thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hey, Bye. thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.